example, healing isn't linear, it's continual. So you will continue to heal for the mm. rest of your life. And I think most people don't know that. Mm. You know, I think the, the the biggest pain points of it can heal faster, but there's always lingering mm. things. Like for me, like being, I'm, you know, 41, but there are some things that came up that were like seven-year-old purpose mm. that I was just like, oh, where did this come from? Yeah. You know, I had to go deal with it and unpack it. Yeah. You know, so I like that word unpack it word. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. you authentic stories and live experience from unique individuals. I'm your host, Kev, and I'd like to thank you all for tuning in. Joining me today is Paris Taylor III, an award-winning celebrity life coach, speaker, and best-selling author of Paris Principles, Values 1 and 2, co-author of Single Man and Married Man. Paris' latest book is Surf Driver Mode, which is best described as how to guide for men to navigate through their emotions and trauma using the four A's of Surf Driver Mode, Acknowledgement, Acceptance, Articulation, and Alchemy. In this episode, we're going to have a conversation about the importance of mental health within the black community, supporting others through difficult situations, and coming full circle without purpose in life. First and foremost, thank you for being here. I'm, I'm excited to be here. Thank you for having me. No problem. So how are you feeling? Let me just do a quick check-in with you. How am I feeling? I'm feeling good. Okay. I'm feeling good. I'm excited to be here. I appreciate you. And you know, like I said, like before, we haven't seen each other for some quite time. Yeah. Even though I don't feel like that, you know, time flies. I didn't even know that I, I, you know, that you remembered me. Of course I did. Because yeah. our interactions, you know, I, I, I connected with Prince more, mm-hmm. but I just didn't know. So yeah. I was like, wow, he wants to be on the show. Cool. <laughs> yeah. You know, you know, it's one of those things like for me, energy. So even if I saw you for a split second, if yeah. you gave me that good energy, I'm always going to remember that, you know? So uh, got you. <laughs> yeah. Got you. And so before we even get to, to like talk about some of your work, right. Mm-hmm. I, w- I would like to start about mental health, right? Yeah. So what does mental health means to you right now? <sighs> That's a loaded question. <laughs> um, mental health is everything to me right now. Because especially, you know, with the times that we're living in, um, it was like that before, but I think even more so now, um, being in tune with yourself and what you're thinking, you know, mental health is like your relationship with your thoughts, your emotions and in the environment and others. And all those things are essential right now. Um, so, yeah, I just it's everything to me. I'm making sure that I if you're taking talking to me personally about my mental health, I'm taking that as a priority. Mm. Um, like I never done before because it's so important right now yeah. uh, for me to be on point in everything that I'm doing, but especially my mental health because that's you know if you're not right between your two ears, mm. it doesn't matter. Yeah, and I know you work out too, right? So yes. is that part of your routine? Yeah, bro. <laughs> um, How's that going for you? It, it's going. You know, I I I just recently turned forty one, and that's what's so, up. You look so young. <laughs> that's crazy. When you know, when I turned forty, I was like, I want to make sure I got got my physical health in order, and it's really been you know when my therapist isn't available, and when I'm you know Jesus is tired of me praying to him. <laughs> 
I go work out. And yeah. so like that's that's been that's been a, a saving grace for me. You know, cause you know the um the dopamine and all those those things that get released and you know and and exercise and so all that stuff is is essential and vital. That's what's up, man. Who pushed you to work out? It, was it just like one like you just woke up one day and you was like, nah, I need to Bro. <laughs> so COVID did a number on me. Yeah. I, I tried on some pants one day <laughs> and them joints was snug. Nah, I was like, funny. I was like Ah, yeah, yeah, you gotta start working out, bro. <laughs> I like the fact that even um, not just you, but like people like Will Smith, he yeah. kind of embraced like, hey, you know, I'm kind of out of shape, but yeah. it's, it's fine though. I'm gonna get back to that grind. Yeah, and he did like this funny pose with the shirt off. I thought that yeah. was funny, man. I, I wish I was that brave. <laughs> yeah. <right. laughs> oh man. So, how did you get to a point where you became so emotionally aware and in tune with your identity? And I think like that's important as a, a oh, coach, wow. right, and as yeah, a person. Yeah. yeah. Um. I felt like I had no choice but to mm. accept myself, right? And I think that's the hardest journey is like just really getting to a place of accepting who you are. And so for me, I think I was just like, I think I woke up one day and I was just like, this is pretty much who I am. Yeah. I got to accept it, right? Yeah. And and really once I accepted myself, a lot of stuff just started to fall off. A lot of stuff that used to bother me kind of subsided, because mm. I just embraced who I was I was just like I'm not like every other man I'm mm. different I'm my own version of masculinity And that's cool Yeah, You know what I mean Like yeah. I'm not like everybody else I accept it and That's what's up Because I feel like even like um, Like when I um, met you At a, not a brief period of time you, you woke with this kind of swag You had this confidence And you could tell by looking at somebody Like yo He, he know who he is wow. And you know what I'm saying Like and I, I feel like You see that And like where I come from I come from the hood East yeah. New York, Brooklyn There's a lot of guys Like the youth they have to walk a certain way because yeah. they, they want somebody to kind of like envision this type of person. Yeah. Or, you know what I'm saying? So I, yeah. I'm, I'm glad that you was able to accept yourself because that's the first step. That's the hardest step. That's the hardest step. And I feel like I had to learn that too in, in yeah. my own ways. So I'm glad that as, you know, man to man, we yeah. can kind of like, you know, have a conversation a, about that. It's a beautiful thing to accept yourself because it's like you can't be nobody else. Mm -hmm. You know what <laughs> that's I mean? That's a fact though. You know what I mean? So it's like you might as well, right? And I, I, I think, you know, you look at culture, social media and things like that. And I was just like, if I depended my life was based on, on that, I would die. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because I'm none of that stuff. You know what yeah. I mean? So I was just like, let me embrace who I am. And I, I recognize like when you embrace who you are, the people that truly love you in your tribe will embrace you as well. Mm -hmm. So that's a fact though. And what is one experience recently that reminded you that the work that you do is very important? Because I feel like in the field that you went, it's very hard to, for people to say like, hey, you helped me out. Yeah. Or you know, because it takes courage for somebody to tell you that anyway. So yeah. you may yeah. get a you may get a thank you like years later. <laughs> so it's funny you asked that question. Literally on the way here, I got a text mm. from one of my clients in LA, and she and she has battled with anxiety in like mm. a major way. And she sent me a text. She was like, "Purvis, oh my god, thank you so much for what you've done for me." She said, "Like this last, she said this this last month or so, I I haven't had any anxiety in the tools that we." She said I taught her, but I was like, we came up with them together. <laughs> um, she's like, the tools that, you know, that you gave me, they're helping. And she said, like, I feel so good. She said, I haven't felt this good in years. Wow. So, yeah. And then I feel, I, I know that had to yeah. feel great. That's crazy. It just never, yeah, you know, it's like, I don't know, it's a little surreal because you know who you are. Mm -hmm. And you know that you messed up and you know you got stuff and all this stuff. Like, to me, you know. There, there's a segment of people who see me as as this person, right? And I see myself as just this country boy from Texas and mm -hmm. silly. Shout and, out to you Texas. Know, shout out to Texas, <laughs> who's goofy. You know, all those things like that. So I'm just like, it's so, 
interesting that you could be used to help somebody's life, mm-hmm. you know? That's what's up. And I feel like you're doing it in a way that, you know, you can't, nobody can copy you, right? Because you you, yeah, you are man. you, right? Yeah, <laughs> they try to, they try to copy. But it, it, listen, I I get it. We all want to feel like we have a purpose. Yeah. Right? We all want to feel like we have some importance. So, like, I don't even look at someone trying to copy or anything like that as hate. I just think we just need to know what we're created for. Like, I know, mm-hmm. I know that I was created for this. And like we were talking earlier, you're created to help those young people in East New York. Mm-hmm. Like, that's what you were created for. Yeah. And beyond that, there's going to be more stuff that's going to come into your life. But for now, for sure. that's what you're created for. Yeah. Appreciate that, man. Yeah. So let's get into something, right? Let's get into let's coaching. Get into it. Let's get into it. How has this pandemic changed the way you coach and connect with individuals? <sighs> I'm thinking about all the clients that I had <laughs> during the pandemic. Well, we're still in the pandemic, technically. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that it's made me more intentional and made me more direct. Like, let's get to the issue quickly, right? Because life is so, we don't know what life is going to, you know, happen, you know, all happen after this, right? Mm-hmm. We don't know what's going to happen next. So I've just become more and more intentional and I'm like more laser focused mm-hmm. on like, so with her, I've only had two sessions with this young lady mm-hmm. with the anxiety. and She's already like, yo, yeah. I'm feeling better. And she's been dealing with anxiety for the last uh, two, three years. Wow. And you know what I mean? So this is the first time she's, for an extended period of time, over a month where she hasn't had an anxiety attack, right? Mm. So for me, I just been so laser focused and like getting to it. Mm. Like now, like I'm very nice, I'm very gentle with my clients, but I'm also I become a little bit more stern. Mm. Like I'm like, what do you want? What do you want? What do you want? Yeah, and you probably the first person asking them that too. Yeah. Yeah. What do you want? Do you want to stay in this relationship or not? Mm. Like that's me now Like I used to not be that person But now yeah. I'm like Do you want to stay in the job or not What do, what, what do you want And they're like looking at me like Where's this coming from I'm like Because life is 911 Your your dreams Your future is 911 It's mm-hmm. urgent Yeah it's urgent You know So I become more intentional About the urgency of life wow. As a coach That's what's up And I think Especially now I feel like people are being or trying to do diff- different things now mm-hmm. in regards to their mental health mm-hmm. and in regards to like stuff that they've been dealing with all long like this yeah. whole I think the pandemic really slowed people down to really be in their space yeah because I feel like there's a lot of distractions you got TV you got jobs Absolutely. you know what I'm saying so Absolutely. I think when you deal with your clients mm-hmm. right I feel like for them to hear that is very um, it can impact them in many ways not just yeah you know, that, that direct, you know, kind of like help yeah. that you're doing already. Yeah. But underlying issues that may be going on, like behind closed doors type of thing. Yeah. So. Absolutely. That's I, dope. I know? think for so many people, like I said this, I've said this in many interviews. I said, you know, <laughs> the the pandemic showed a lot of people who they were, who mm. they were not. Because of what you said, right? So now you're not busy with a job. I'm in this relationship with somebody. Do I really like them? Mm. You know, what do I like? Mm-hmm. Or why do I keep thinking about stuff that happened to me when I was 12? Mm. What's that about? You know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. like, it's a lot of things that we've suppressed that are no longer suppressible. Yeah. That's a word. Now they've come to the surface. Now we got to deal with them. Mm-hmm. And as a coach, too, I know, like, you're not a perfect individual. Yeah. Did you, like, find yourself kind of going through that same cycle? Hell yes. <laughs> 
<laughs> Hell yes. Yeah. Um, I definitely I started seeing my therapist again because mm, it was certain dope. things. It was certain things at forty. So here's the thing, right? And you know this as a mental health professional. You know healing isn't linear; it's continual. So you will continue to heal for the mm. rest of your life. And I think most people don't know that. Mm. You know, I think the 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 biggest pain points of it can heal faster, but there's always lingering. Mm-hmm. Things like for me, like being um, you know forty one, but there were some things that came up that were like seven year old pervis mm-hmm. that I was just like, oh, where did this come from? Yeah, you know, and I had to go deal with it and unpack it. Yeah. You know, so I like that word unpack it word. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, so. Right. I know that the work that you do, right? You do a lot of coaching, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but what is your approach with talking to the youth in comparison with adults? There's no difference. Mm-hmm. I'm transparent and I'm <laughs> honest. You know, um, at the gate, I, I, I think everybody's looking for something real, tangible that they can touch, right? Everybody's looking for something real. And I think we live in a culture where it's like, Everything is smoke and mirrors, right? Everything's about looking good, mm-hmm. but not being good. And so for me, when I come into the space, when I'm dealing with young people who are influenced by that, as well as adults, mm-hmm. whether they admit it or not, are influenced by that as well, I try to be as tangible as possible. I try to be as authentic as possible. So as you said, you just asked, like, I'm not a perfect person. Hell no. Mm-hmm. There's nothing about me that's perfect, right? And I share that. Mm-hmm. Just like I shared with you, there was some stuff that came up when I was 12 years old. I had to go see a therapist. Uh-huh. That's that's always been my superpower. I'm I'm always honest and vulnerable about where I am. Yeah. And what do you say to those individuals who be like, hey, you shouldn't share too much of yourself because of you know those boundary stuff yeah. or and they're predators and people try to <laughs> yeah, that stuff is real. I mean, that's for that person. Mm-hmm. You know, you gotta use discretion always. You always gotta be judicious about what you're vulnerable about and who you're vulnerable with, right? Mm-hmm. But if I'm in a space of like like I just had my first um in person talk in like over a year because of pandemic. But those things that I talk about, I've already worked through. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's like it don't have nothing over me. You understand yeah. what I'm saying? If I'm still dealing, if I'm talking, for instance, I'm t- I have a relationship issue that I'm working through right now. Mm-hmm. I ain't healed through that, yeah. so I'm not gonna talk too much about gotcha, that. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. But all the other stuff, I've been healed through. Mm-hmm. So that's fine, though. Yeah, yeah. I, I got you. Yeah, and I, I, I'm glad you you said it that way because I feel like sometimes people are like, like, what's the word? Like they always want to like do things as a. Like, like as if it's told by the book, right? Like it's one, yeah, two, three, yeah, one. It's not like that. You have yeah. to, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, It's not linear. Exactly. It's yeah. not linear. It's continual. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man, that's beautiful. <laughs> Do you see similar themes from your life um, and your clients at times, such as poverty, low self-esteem, things of that yeah. sort, anxiety? Yeah. I mean, all of that stuff, poverty of mind, mm. hard poverty of actual environment, anxiety, everything. Like, I... You know, my heart goes out to so many young people today who are dealing with all those things, mm-hmm. right? But I still, what I share with them is like, even in spite of what you're experiencing right now, there's still life happening from you. Mm-hmm. There's still some things that can happen from you. I've been homeless. I've dealt with anxiety. I've dealt with suicide ideation as a young person, right? Mm-hmm. And if I would have 
the one thing I always tell them, I said, you know, you have to be curious about who you are, not shameful or, or judgmental about who you are. Uh, Ask yourself, well, if I've been thinking this way, what would happen if I started thinking that way? Uh, you know what I mean? So many people beat me down as a young man with, you know, just, you know, emasculating me, calling me names and just all that stuff. But then I ask myself, what if you're not that? Uh, I was deep. You know what I mean? Yeah. What if they're lying? You know what I mean? Just start asking yourself questions, right? Doesn't immediately change your situation, but if you can change between your ears, mm -hmm. then you're halfway there. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. I started to change between my two ears before anything else started to change around me. And that was a journey and I had to be committed to that. And I think that's the challenge of today's young people. Um, I think because they see the instant success they see the people going viral, millionaires mm -hmm. and all that stuff. They miss out on process about who you become. And that's what life is about, really, is about who you become. Mm -hmm. Not what you attain, but who you become. Yeah. You know is, what I mean? Is there any type of work that you're doing right now with, with um, young adults, the youth right now? Yeah, I'm actually, mm -hmm. I'm actually doing some stuff at Brownsville. Oh, um, that's community justice Yeah, Community Justice Yeah, Center. I heard of them. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm uh, teaching them what I what I just talked about. I'm teaching them emotional intelligence. Oh wow, yeah. that's dope. Okay, yeah. yeah, and I think that community too definitely needs um a lot of emotional intelligence, a lot of help with that, especially what's going on around that area. Yeah, um, it's a lot of shootings, yeah. right? People a lot not of thinking. Yeah. yeah, so that I think that's dope. Is like, does it feel intimidated to be in that kind of space? No, it doesn't because. We're all human beings. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I have pain. They have pain. I've been through stuff. They've been through stuff. I may not have grown up in Brownsville, mm -hmm. but I grew up in Lancaster, <laughs> Texas. Yeah. Which is, you know, <laughs> its own thing. Yeah. You know, so, you know, we're humans. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. And that's what's up. And I'm glad that you feel comfortable being um, in that community and like, you know, also having a different perspective being in Texas. Cause I feel like a lot of misconceptions that like, Oh, this hood is different from this hood, or whatever the kids. Yeah. They all are it's similar. All, it's all <laughs> poverty. Yeah, you know. <laughs> oh yeah. man. So I'm aware that you have several books, right? Yeah. But the one that I would like to um, discuss is um, Sir Thurber Mode, right? Yes. Um, what made you want to write that book? Man, so believe it or not. I don't know if you know, uh, if you've heard of like prophecy before. Do you know what prophecy, people prophesy to you? Like, yeah. you've seen the spiritual realm and see stuff. Mm -hmm. So, I was on a call and this uh, this prophet, Prophet Mitchell, he was like, Purvis. Like, he just saw my name. He's like, Purvis. And he just started prophesying to me all this stuff, accurate stuff. He said, You're going to write a book mm -hmm. for men. <laughs> I was like, Okay. Yeah. And I didn't think anything of it. Fast forward two years later, I just had this unction to write. <laughs> yeah. And it was like I just started writing this book and I started thinking about my life and in the lives of men that I've helped. Right. And I was like, but what were the commonalities in all of our journeys? And that's how I came up with the four A's. Mm. I was like, oh, we had to do this, do this, do this, and do this. You know, and I just wanted to contribute to helping um Cause we were in a crisis, you know, especially with men at the time. It was the the beginning of the mental health crisis in men, uh -huh. and I was like, 
yo, I want to help contribute to that. I want to help contribute a solution mm. to it. So that's what the book was about. And it was also to kind of heal those parts of myself. Yeah. And I, I think it's dope. And I think, um, you know, we have to be a little bit selfish at times, you know? <laughs> Absolutely. So, um, <laughs> Absolutely. Every time I help somebody, people don't know this, but every time I help somebody, I'm helping myself. Yeah. Yeah, that's beautiful. And I, and I feel like the field that we are in, right, is one mm-hmm. of those fields where it's so rewarding, right? Yeah. And I mean, you, you could definitely make money because that's the, uh, another misconception that you can't make money. But uh, I like the fact that you was able to write a book to help others, but also to help yourself. I think yeah. that's dope. Yeah. Um, and can you elaborate on the on the on four A's? Because you did mention it. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, when I was writing, I was thinking about. One of the hardest things with the beginning of my breakthrough and my journey towards healing was just acknowledging that I was not okay. Mm-hmm. It took a lot for me to admit that. But I was in a situation where I was kind of like, I had no choice. Either if I didn't acknowledge it, I was going to die. Mm-hmm. It was that serious. Yeah. And so that was like acknowledging that I was molested, acknowledging just the bullying that I talked about, like just mm-hmm. all the things that I felt that I didn't love myself, all of those things. Yeah. That was the beginning of it. And then, you know, we talked about it earlier, you know, the, the acceptance piece. And, and going back to acknowledgement, you, you, you go to Al- Alcoholics Anonymous, which is one of the most successful recovery programs in history. Mm-hmm. In every meeting, whether you've been sober for 15 years, you say, my name is blah, 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 and mm-hmm. I'm an alcoholic. Yeah. So it's acknowledgement. Acknowledgement. You know what I mean? So that's always the beginning of any breakthrough is acknowledging that something's not working. Mm. Then I got to a space of acceptance and acceptance is the end of your suffering. You know what I mean? Mm. Like for me, it doesn't mean that you condone anything. It just means that it just is what it is. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like I didn't condone being molested. I didn't condone people bullying me or masculinating me and making fun of me, Mm -hmm. but it happened. It happened. Yeah. And that's your place of power. Mm. You know what I mean? I accept this. So now I'm responsible. You know, being responsible for your life is empowering. Even though we don't, it doesn't register that way. Mm-hmm. That's your place of power, acceptance. Then get into the space of articulation, which is talking about what's happened. Mm-hmm. You know, because, you know, therapy and all that stuff is all about words. It's an exchange of words. Your healing is in your words. So it's all about talking. Mm-hmm. About what it is you experience, especially for men, we don't do that. Yeah, so, you know what I mean. Yeah, and so that's the space I want to get men to start talking more, and that's where the emotional intelligence comes in. That's where you can describe your feelings, your emotions, what you're experiencing right now. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's that space. Then, then you get to a space of alchemy, which is my favorite part, which is turning all that stuff, all of the crap that we've been through in our lives into gold, into something beautiful, the transformation of all that, like what I did with my life, mm. you know? So it's like, if I can do it, you can do it. And it may not look like me, yeah. but if you're a better husband, if you're a better father, if you're a better friend, then you've engaged in alchemy because mm. you've taken all the stuff you've been through and you transformed it into something beautiful. Mm. So if you're a mentor, whatever that is, but it's just taking all the stuff that you've been through and turning it into something powerful. Yeah, and that's beautiful. The one thing I like about your book is very straight to the point. It's not something that I have to like. Yeah, really thinks so hard. It's not difficult, right. and I feel like it's simple because like you know, I was, I'll speak for myself. When I read a book and I'm trying to, to take away from something, 
it has to be right there in bold letters, right? Yes. It has to be a step. So yeah. I'm, I like the fact that your book is like that. Yeah. And, and, and I feel like, like the way you talk, I could hear, I could hear it through the book, which is kind of so crazy. You're the only, so you're not the only person that said that to me. Like several people who've like heard me talk who I don't know and I've met them. That's like, oh my God, I felt like I was having a conversation with you. Yeah. Which is great. I didn't plan to do that, but yeah. you know, and also too, to your point, I purposely did that. I didn't want to write a long book because I know brothers are not going to read. Mm-hmm. 100 plus pages They're yeah. not So I want to read Something that's direct Short, succinct And you can apply it To your life mm-hmm. That's a fact I'm glad that you did that Can you share What was it like For you To put your thoughts On paper Because I know That's a process In itself You know Um. And did you even Plan it Like um, like what was The process <laughs> You know what I, I'll, I'll say Because I told you I'm writing, I'm writing A new book Right now But um, I think it's it, it's like a feeling that you can't even explain, uh-huh. you know, because you're just like, I had no idea that my book would do what it would, what it would do. Uh-huh. I just literally just wanted to help contribute to a solution. Yeah, um, putting your thoughts on paper is very cathartic, <laughs> and as you're doing it, you're like, yo, am I really writing this? Because uh-huh. I share a lot of vulnerable stuff in that book. Yeah, that I probably. Now today probably wouldn't, mm-hmm. but at that time I was just so raw and so vulnerable in writing the book. But it was healing for me. It was cathartic. You know, you hear people say it all the time. You hear artists say all the time, writing this album or was mm-hmm. cathartic. It was cathartic because yeah. I needed to get it out of me. Yeah, yeah. that's what's up. And I, yeah, I felt I felt a lot of like your pain. Yeah. Also, the part that I love was the transformation and yeah. the fact that you was able to kind of like share that with others and. Like, hey, if he went through all that, then yeah. I could kind of like go through what I'm going through right now and navigate. So that, yeah. I think that's beautiful, man. Word. And the journey never ends. Yeah. <laughs> never ends. Um, so I know, so you did mention your new book, right? Can yeah. you share more information about that? Like when it's coming out, what it's yeah. going to be about? Yeah. So this book is for men as well. It's called Heal Forward. Mm-hmm. And pretty much what it is, is it's that um, the alchemy part. That's the thermo. So this book is the alchemy part. Mm. Um, where it's about healing towards the future that you want. You know, they think about it, you think about it clinically. Women heal with the hopes of a new future. Men heal with hopes of repairing the past. Mm, you know that's kind of crazy. Mm. You know what I mean? But you know that's true, yeah. right? So I'm saying, no, nah, brother, you can fix the past, but you also can build a towards future. the future. Mm. And so this book is kind of similar to Sathoth Mode. It has, instead of four A's, I have four V's. Okay. <laughs> um, uh, is is uh, vision, verified voice, and vulnerability. Mm-hmm. So those are the the, the four V's. I of can't healing. wait. I'm excited for this. <laughs> yeah. The four V's of healing for and and I'm I'm really excited about it. I'm like, um, I'm like I want to say like maybe seventy five percent done. Okay, so, you so I'm hoping it. I'm hoping to by the end of this month. Obviously, I'm saying this now, but by the end of this month, God willingly, I'll be able to. That's what's up. Get it out. All right. And I'm looking forward. And I'm going to definitely get a copy. And yeah. we can talk about that too. Yes. I'll be back. It's a, it's a lovely, it's a, it's a, um, oh, it's a great, um, I'm just excited about that men are open to having these conversations now. Yeah. You know, because 10 years ago, I've been doing this work for 10 years. Yeah. You've been in the pipe yeah. for some time. Yeah. For some time. And it's like at the time, a lot of brothers didn't want to have conversations. Now we're at a space where we're, 
we can have these conversations. So mm-hmm. I'm excited about that. And I love seeing young men of color who are mental health professionals. Like yeah, I appreciate you. That. I love it. So yeah. yeah. How does it feel though, like being in that and like in your field for so long and like you kind of like being a person who was like, you know, got in the fight yeah. and now everybody's with you. Like how? <laughs> oh, man, it's kind of like in some ways you're Honestly, in some ways you get kind of you can get kind of jaded. Yeah, I feel you. You know what I mean? Because you like I've been on that. Yeah. I saw that ten years ago. Yeah. I've been doing this right, <laughs> and so now there's so many voices that are even more amplified than mine, right? Mm. But I don't care. Yeah, because as long as we're having the conversations, what I care about, right? Yeah. So it's not even about me. But then on one hand, you just like, yo, I know what I'd be talking about. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So yeah. then it's like, like I saw this. Yeah, you can't tell me nothing. You can't tell me nothing. <laughs> so it was like, I I know what I'm talking about. Yeah. So let's 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 get into Hollywood, right? Like, yes. how did you um like how did your experience working in entertainment and working in those spaces help you work with like celebrities? Celebrities. Um, I recognize like when I worked at Dev Jam, mm-hmm. um, you recognize that they live in a world that's not real. Like mm-hmm. you, like we just couldn't even relate because it's like. A world is created for you. Mm. You know what I mean? So you're kind of insulated. Even though they know what's happening, a lot of them live in a very insulated world. Mm. And and so you have your team, you have all these people like, yes, people have, you know what I mean? So it's like, it's hard for them to be normal mm. in a sense. Um, so I understood that working at Def Jam, like just seeing the, the pressure that they're under, seeing how so many people are dependent upon their success. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So like, I just know that there's a lot of pressure being scrutinized. You know what I mean? Like, um, especially now on social media, like people can just rip you to shreds yeah. under your photo. That's crazy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so I understood all of that. And so I think it helped me to connect with them because I understand their world. Uh-huh. And when you first started off, like, how was it working with, like with famous people? Like, did you like were you shocked at first? Like, oh, now I'm talking to this person. Yeah. Compared to now, yeah. So it's <laughs> it's a lot different now. Like yeah. now, I'm just like, oh, that's just a soul. Yeah. But at <laughs> beginning, like yeah. Beginning, it was just like, uh, yeah. you know, keeping yourself together. Um. But yeah, now, now, you know, I'm I'm older now, so it's mm-hmm. like. It's not too, yeah, it's different. Yeah. It's, it's not too much that impresses me. Like I'm more impressed. I'm more impressed with you. No, oh, seriously, nah. because no, 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 seriously, because don't gas me up. I'm not gassing you up, but I'm just saying, like the fact you know you come from East New York and now you you know went to NYU and now yeah. you're licensed as a social worker. You know what I mean? Like mm. I'm impressed by that. No, I appreciate. You know that. what I mean? Um, I'm also I'm I'm not minimizing any celebrity, but I'm just mm. saying like the things that really catch my attention are different now. No, I got you. I understand where you're coming from. Yeah, and. You hear a lot about like athletes, right? Requesting like a mental health day for mm-hmm. themselves. Mm-hmm. When did you like? When you heard this, right? How did it make you feel? Like, what were some of your thoughts? And it's like it's like a trigger effect. I think I, yeah. I feel like it started with um, what's her name who played tennis? Uh, Naomi Osaka. Yeah. yeah, I think it started with her. Then like went to track. I think I think that it's important to always be honest about where you are. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And not and and to not consider. What other people think mm-hmm. Right So I think it's beautiful That you're choosing you Because mm-hmm. I learned Sometimes when you say No to other people You're saying yes to yourself mm-hmm. You know So I applaud All of them For doing that Because you gotta Take care of you It's different now It's different yeah It's I mean When you think about Michael Jordan That era Those athletes Right there The greats of that time They They could go away And no one would know Where they were In mm-hmm. off season But now 
paparazzi social media, like it's so hard for you different to level. Like, it's a different level of scrutiny that, that they're under. And so I just appreciate someone who's always honest and vulnerable about where they are. Mm. You know what I mean? Like I don't look at that as 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 weakness. I look at that as strength. That's strength, yeah. You know? Yeah. So that's what's yeah, for me, I don't know, because like um I'm I'm an athlete in some aspects. And yeah. I feel like my younger me, I wouldn't really feel comfortable if I needed a mental health day. I wouldn't feel comfortable. So now I can only imagine the impact that they have with athletes now. Yeah. To, just to say no. Yeah. And, and and to say yes to them, that's it's gonna change like the, this generation pretty much. And also yeah. and also change it. I mean, something that, you know, but everybody's different, right? Mm-hmm. So you heard Venus's response. I don't know if you saw Venus 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 response was like, you know, they asked her what she thought about Naomi. Mm-hmm. And she was like, you know, when I think about people who criticize me, I know that they can't beat me in tennis. Mm. You know what I mean? Like that was her mindset. That's her mindset, right? that's her mindset yeah. right? But that's not necessarily Naomi. Naomi yeah. didn't grow up under Got you. the environment that Venus and Serena grew up under. Mm. You know what I mean? So like what works for them might yeah. not work, work for, for her. her. Got you. That's true though. Yeah. And not, 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 I'm glad you mentioned that up too because like there's different audience Yes. So it's good. It's good to have that that flexibility in regards to like the things that that works for you, works for me. Yeah. So that's dope. No, I didn't hear about that, but thank you for sharing that. <laughs> yeah, that was a flex. She was like, <laughs> like y'all a flex, can't beat. Right? She's like, y'all can't beat me playing tennis, so oh, I don't pay y'all no mind. Yeah. You know what I mean? But I was just like, but she may not be sensitive in the area. She may mm-hmm. be sensitive in other other areas. areas yeah. Or. And moving forward, right? How will you continue to like fulfill your purpose? Because that I think that's something that you, you know, things are always changing, right? Yeah. Um, I, that's a good question because I don't think about that enough. <laughs> I don't like yeah. I. I just want to make sure that I'm always sharp. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like in terms of like, of like where the culture is moving and how we are as human beings. I always want to make sure that I'm, I'm sharp in that area. Um. I, I want to be known as the greatest to do what I do. Mm-hmm. I do. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I do. Um, I, yeah, I think that's what I want. I want to continue to do what I do, but just more amplified. Mm-hmm. So I want to be more global. I'm already doing some work in the UK. That's up. So like, I want to do more and more work. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like globally, I want to help as many people as I can. Mm. And, and I feel like, that is something that you're going to do because you got this, you know, speaking in, into existence. Yeah. So, and I feel like the fact that you're already in the UK and other countries that I may not know of, yeah. that's a big thing. So, you, yeah. you're going to get there, man. Just be, Thank you know, you. be patient with yourself. My mom yes. was telling you. Yeah, no, no, it's, it's, it's true. Like, um, I think as long as the priority is that people's lives are changed, yeah. that has to always be my primary focus, more so than expansion, more so than fame, more mm-hmm. so than accolades. Because if I lose that, then yeah. none of the other stuff matters. Yeah, for sure. You know? Yeah. So, like, 10 years ago, I wanted to make sure I changed lives. It's the same today. Mm. You know? Yeah, not for you on that one. And lastly, what is one piece of advice that you can give to the audience out there that made me tune in right now? Words uh-huh. of encouragement, spoken words, or something that you feel like they need to hear at this point in time? It's <sighs> a lot <laughs> that I could say. Um... This is going to be weird what I'm about to say, but this has been on my heart and I'm actually going to write about it. So I was talking, I was at Brownsville and I was talking about the emotion of anger. 
And somebody asked me, they said, you know, why is it that we, you know, my trainer, my trainer was talking about he's angry, how we can tell when he's, when he's angry and some of the students I'm working with, I can tell when they're angry. Right. And I said, you know, anger is supposed to be a low vibration. Right. And happiness is supposed to be a high vibration. But anger is a high vibration because so many people are angry. Mm. So we can always tell when someone's angry. Even if they don't speak, you can tell when someone's angry when they don't speak more. You can tell if someone's happy and they don't mm. speak. Why? Because so many of us don't experience happiness. That's crazy. <laughs> you know what I mean? So the words that I would leave is find joy, find something to be joyful about and sit in that so you can vibrate that. Because yeah. this vibration of anger is permeating the world. Mm. You know what I mean? And it's like, it's it's a choking out happiness. Yeah, thank you for sharing that, man. That, <laughs> it's got deep this now. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you, I mean that's something that's um that's been on my heart because so yeah. many people don't. You know, I ask people all the time, "When's the last time you felt joy? When's yeah. the last time you feel felt happy?" And they sit there, they be think, they're thinking, thinking, yeah. But if I ask you, when the last time you was angry, <laughs> like that, yeah, <laughs> for real though, <laughs> yeah. Oh man. If someone wants to get in contact with you, what is the best way for them to do so? Um, you can go to my website, purvistaylor.com. Um, social media, DM me. I respond to all my DMs. So okay. <laughs> even the inappropriate ones. <laughs> <laughs> Appreciate that, man. And thank you for coming. Thank you for blessing me with your presence. And thank yeah, you. man. This was awesome. Before we go, show some love for your favorite podcast by leaving us a review. Remember, you can connect and follow us on our social media pages to stay informed. Links will be provided in the episode notes. Thank you for tuning in. Remember this. This is the only podcast that speaks facts.